Hey everyone, welcome to another episode where we are talking about success stories. This is meant to inspire you. And we're also gonna be talking a little bit about tools that can help you in your practice. I am joined today by Krista Kilbane. She Hello. is a therapist in Texas who I have known for several years now. Yes? Yeah. Several yeah. years. It has been several years. And I've watched you go through <laughs> a lot. <laughs> we're recording this while we are still in the middle of a pandemic, but even pre-pandemic, there's a lot that was happening in life. And I think that your story is so inspirational and it's something that a lot of therapists can relate to. So why don't you share a little bit about your practice, where it's located in the focus. We'll okay. start there. Okay. Well, I'm Krista Kilbane. I'm a licensed clinical social worker and I'm in Austin, Texas. I've Welcome. taken, <laughs> Welcome. exactly. I went to UT. Um, so did I. <laughs> but it, I know, and I'm a transplant from California, and you're a transplant to California from Texas. So yes. that's kind of, I think, how we originally met. Yeah. Um, but I do a, I'm a cognitive behavioral therapist, and I work with adults with ADHD and anxiety. I'm also a special ed teacher. Um, did not intend to work with adults with ADHD. <laughs> they just kind of found me. Uh -huh. I have ADHD. My kids have ADHD. I'm kind of the ADHD whisperer now. Um, so taking on a little bit of coaching to go with that because ADHD needs a little bit more handholding, not in a bad way, in a supportive start with the client is kind of way, of course, but mm -hmm. needed when, some more of that. When we first met, were you still teaching or had you just stopped teaching and you were I stepping I, into private I just practice. stopped teaching, stepping into private practice. Mm -hmm. and the, the person that was in my life had me in a lot of fear that was saying, you're going to get sued. <laughs> mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yes. And so then you had started to go into the realm of doing private practice. Then I started searching the internet to find people to help me to figure out what the hell I was doing. Uh-huh. Exactly. <laughs> and I found this really weird name called Zinni Me. I was like, what the hell is that? <laughs> I sometimes wonder that too. Why that name? But here we are today. Exactly. I, so, yeah. I think one of the most pivotal like moments that I can recall in your private practice journey. I mean, I met you when you were just starting and mm -hmm. then you had your practice and it was coming along, but then a divorce hit. Yeah. What was that yeah. like for your practice? And for uh, you? Well, I was married for 29 years. And so it just defined me. I got married young. Um, and I just always, you know, assumed I'd be married, wanted to be married, love my husband. Um, and then it just, you know, things, the, the thing is people will hear it and they'll be really sad for me. And I'm like, no, it, we truly just grew apart. Mm -hmm. There was nothing dirty, nothing, you yeah. know, he's the father of my children. I love him. I always tell him if he wins the lottery, he's still taking care of me. If I win the lottery, I'll still take care of him. So we have a great relationship. Mm -hmm. But it was, you know, I think my practice was always kind of seen as the hobby or the part-time thing, mm -hmm. you know, because I, I did the. I was a teacher, stayed there, didn't like it, in fear, didn't know how to start a practice, didn't even know what that would look like. He was an engineer, so he was very, you know, neurotypical. I use my ADHD lingo. Mm -hmm. And he was just like, boom, boom, boom. And I was like, whoa, big picture. Let me just try this. So I, I transitioned part-time. And then I would, you know, fill my, fill my schedule, my schedule empty, fill my schedule, schedule empty. So I kind of had a mindset 
I realized now that I was going to be part-time. And so I was. <laughs> mm -hmm. Until you couldn't be. Until I couldn't be. And then the divorce came. And I remember thinking, how the hell am I going to do this? Because he makes three times as much money as I did. Mm -hmm. And so that was, a, you know, another time. I knew to seek resources. Probably the social worker in me, my methods teacher would love me for saying that. Mm -hmm. But I'm very research oriented. So I, you know, for uh, tools. So I went back on and found myself a coach. Mm -hmm. <laughs> found myself some people to help me. <laughs> AKA boot camp and working AKA together. Boot camp, going back <laughs> on there, talking to people. Yes. Right. And so what I did is I really dug in again and I realized. So the thing that I've always had is I've always had a belief in myself because I have this magical way and a lot of ADHD people have this thing called a vision that I help them, you know, hone in on. And I had a vision of how it was all going to look. I just had to get out of my fear. I know mm -hmm. just, right. Just that just, little thing. <laughs> just that thing of fear. Just that little thing. So mm -hmm. I dug back into boot camp, and I was like, what did I, what do I need to know right now? Right. And I, I legit lived my life in a month at a time. And I was like, what do I need to know in this month? What do I need to know in this month? And I can, it's funny because you and I have developed a friendship, but Miranda's the first voice I heard of Zinni Me. Mm. And the first thing she said that I ever heard from her was the script. And she talked about that script on the phone. And I'll never forget that I took that script when I first started doing this. And I sat down. Oh, I got so I sat down. Oh, I'm sorry. I thought someone came to my door. I'm sorry. I got distracted. Okay. That's the joys of working at home. You know, <laughs> roll with it. I'm back. <laughs> no, so the script. So I, I listened to her and she was like, when you get on the phone, you sound like you know what you're talking about and you come with confidence because they're coming to see you. And if you're like, well, I don't know my fee and I don't know, what do you want to pay? And I don't know, how do you feel about that? <laughs> People get scared. So I really realized using her script gave me a lot of confidence. And so then when I got the confidence, I knew when people would reach out to me for an appointment, if they asked if I took insurance, which I did not, I never did. Cause you guys are, you know, that was something I heard a long time ago from y'all also. I knew that I could get them to come see me if I could talk to them. Mm -hmm. So it helped me get out of that mindset of insurance, not insurance, my fee, not my fee. Um, so the script was like, it's basic and it was just a good place to start. So I went back, regrouped with the script and then I, really looked at my niche and niched the hell out of my website. <laughs> yes. And there's a how to in Zinni Me on everything. It's, it's the library for therapists. I think you should write that on Instagram. Or you probably already have, but it's the library <laughs> for therapists because all you do is you go on there and I have ADHD, so it can be overwhelming. Yes, it can be. Yeah. But I go on there and I'm like, okay, this is the section I need. This is the part I need. And this is what I need to know. And then boom website um, right. and then fee fee is the one where I feel you know I work with a lot of therapists now with ADHD and so their business stuff kind of comes into it a little bit I'm really helping them create structure not their business but they'll talk sure. to me a little bit about their business but you know it's always that person that is them, themselves trying to put a price on us so hard you know and so I, I legit got you know did some research, saw what people were offering, got what I thought was fair to me, and picked my fee. And it, when people call me now, I'll write 
I'll do my intake form before I call them back and I'll put the fee at the top of the page. Mm-hmm. And the minute I call them, there's no negotiating period. Mm-hmm. I just call them and I tell them my fee and if they can't do it or whatever, I help them with a referral. Usually they don't, but I say it with such confidence that it's never been a problem. Right. I think one of the things you and I worked on in terms of the fee is understanding, I think in the past, because the practice was adjunctive to the family financial plan or Uh the hobby, it wasn't the primary, it felt easy to do whatever you kind of wanted, but then becoming a single person, single household, I mean, you still have kids that you're parenting, they're just a little older in college and things like that now. Their toys are more expensive. Um, their toys are more expensive. <laughs> I think there was, you took the time when this next iteration of your practice came to really look at what you needed as well. Like the stuff that you never had to deal with before when you were married, which felt very scary. And I think you did get like a financial person to help you. If I'm, if I did. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And to really just look at and say, okay, if I want to retire one day, can I do that as a single person? Can I, you know, what is that all going to take so that you knew what you needed in your business in order to create the financial plan and stability you need in your life? And then you went from there in terms of the number. So it's not just a feeling. It was you balance the feeling with some fact as well. Well, and what y'all tell me, you know, what y'all say in there is you say, figure out how much money you need to live on and then divide that out by how many days you're going to work Mm -hmm. (laughs) and then figure out what your fee is going to be Mm -hmm. (laughs) instead of, you're right, just picking a fee and seeing how it goes. I couldn't do that anymore. I knew how much I had to spend this month, how much I had to make because I was spending this much this month, you know, just Mm -hmm. on the necessities. And so the fee came out. And I remember thinking it was high and I remember thinking, Oh dear God. And that's when I sat with it. And I was like, Krista, what's your value? And it was like, that makes complete sense to me now. Mm -hmm. So I had to be in alignment with it to do it, Mm -hmm. but I had to figure it out using logic for sure. Yeah. And I think too, my feeling doesn't pay the bills, (laughs) but I, well, if people aren't picking up and I, I hope you don't mind me talking about this, but you are, very intuitive. So while you're very cog B, you are very intuitive. <laughs> you tend towards what we would say is the woo or, you know, in, in your life and the way you make decisions, you do have a really good sense of your internal compass and wisdom and things like that. So if you, to me, it felt like your first iteration of your business was based on that primarily. And then when life circumstance forced a new iteration, a new birthing of the practice, you balanced it out with some of the research and logic and processes that you didn't have to have. Like some people in their practices, I think this is important for anyone listening. You may look at a peer and be like, well, they don't do all this stuff. Well, they may have different circumstances and privileges that allow that. But if life were to change, it's going to force some of those changes in the business. I always, as a coach, want people to have both so that they have multiple uh, legs to stand on, so to speak. No, and it's more empowering and it helps you trust your intuition. Like it's more empowering when you use the Mm -hmm. logic and your intuition Mm -hmm. because you do have to live in kind of both worlds. And those two worlds together are very impact, impactful as one, you know, when yeah. you have both, I have both now. So I'm like, yeah. 
<laughs> and you're processing for messaging too. I remember, so this is the other thing too, that this is why I want to share your story because you have evolved over time. It's not like, Hey, I did boot camp and yeah. everything is better now, but no boot camp is an ongoing work in your life as things shift and change in your life. So does what you need from boot camp and how your business changes. And I've watched you go through different shifts, you know, mm -hmm. and that messaging piece, for example, I, one of the things I remember us talking about was this last round of like looking at your website and changing or refining that messaging. We just looked at like what wasn't working and who was calling and what you really right. desired to have. And then we went through the process to recreate new messaging and what have you noticed that that's done oh it's done everything it's dialed into the ideal client for sure mm -hmm. um, i think doing it that way you know you got to know the pain points of your client which is the logical part you got to know where these people are you know what they're experiencing and then again you know there's a, a notion where i can use my intuition to know that i got it right so mm -hmm. i i must you know, dial it into using the systems and the logic, but then I know if I've got it when it's finished, <laughs> instead of just relying on this piece, you know, and seeing kind of how it goes. Mm -hmm. It's kind of the foundational part, I guess. Um, so bootcamp allows me to go back in. And I noticed you said, you talked about the changes that I've been going through, focus on different things at different times in my life mm -hmm. is what I'm focusing on is what I notice. I go back for different things. Mm -hmm. or I go back for the, you know, to learn more about the same thing. Right. I'd say this time around for sure. I got more systems. I got simple practice. Mm -hmm. um, so simple practice does all my billing, does all my scheduling, does all that, you know, it's got all my forms. It's got everything. So that's a one-stop shop. That's helpful. You know, the financial person and accountant to help you with your business. Um, mm -hmm. I see her like twice a year, which I hated every time, but you know, <laughs> The hardest part is the Amazon. Everything else, I, I'm pretty simple. I got the credit card. I got some rent. I got some simple, simple things. I don't, it's just me. Mm -hmm. That damn Amazon. They got to come up with a way to itemize that. So your QuickBooks picks up on it or something. Yeah. That's where I spend all my money with her is like going over everything on there. But, mm -hmm. but no, how, it's a safety measure, measure too, a safety net. She's my safety net. Simple practice, my safety net. You know, boot camp is my safety net because it's my resource center. Yeah. And so I can continually go there for resource. It's an amazing resource center. I think another interesting thing I remember the last time we worked together too uh, was processes for your clinical work. You have a lot of cool tools and things that you love to teach and like working on putting your arms around it and and maybe creating like a roadmap for people like this is what it looks like i remember us kind of charting out that client experience because you hold a lot in your head yeah we had to really yeah. speak it to those people so that they knew what to expect and that you felt good about a process that you can measure or do outcomes with if you want or that you know where you could change things based on the needs of the person so i think alongside there is a maturation too clinically that gets yeah. reflected in your business that i thought was beautiful to see and you find when you do that you don't feel like you're 
inventing yourself every day. I remember when we were working on this piece and I would come to y'all and I would be like, what do I, I'd be like, I gotta give him that thing. I gave him that thing. There's that thing. I gave him that thing. And you kept saying, you're the gift. You're the gift. And I'm like, okay, what's that thing? <laughs> I need to give him, I need to give him that thing. And you're like, it's you. I'm like, okay. It's I did. not a worksheet. <laughs> I would chase my tail in a row. And I'm like, Arr. So I think because I have ADHD, I needed, like you just said, though, I needed a roadmap. Mm -hmm. So now, so the roadmap came out as kind of like, I do have a lot of theories that I kind of created working with people. So what I did for my sanity is I created a, a uh, it's called three keys to transformation, to transform your ADHD. And then I used acronyms. And so when I'm with clients, I talk about that because I do have a different, completely different model of working with ADHD. I'm not gonna tell you to read a book. It's like completely different. So <laughs> I came out, you know, with the education mindset and tools. And so the clients need to know kind of where we're at, but that's all. I'm, I'm the gift. You're the gift. <laughs> it helped you to organize and to put that in your messaging and then to also yeah. just be clear with clients so that you could let your gifts take the forefront, I think. And so I could just show up and that's what I do now. I show up. When I do my notations is where I do a lot of the clinical, um, where I'm looking at where are we with the CMT, where are we with COP or whatever, you know, and a regroup of when we get back together, mm -hmm. then I let it go where it goes. I don't, you know, I'm not their special ed teacher. <laughs> right. You know? It's not my job to make sure they do their homework mm -hmm. and write on the board and, you know, and I felt responsible for, you know, we go into that, we feel responsible for their, um, for their journey. And it's like, ADHD is a tough population to work with. You know, you work with me. <laughs> I'll be the first to say it. It's tough because it's a challenge because it's so overwhelming. And so it's just, it's, it's depression times 10 almost because it's just, mm. you, it's hopeless. There's a hopelessness to it. And it's mm. like, if you can create this structure for people, they're, they have this amazing resilience also. Mm -hmm. I have a little quiz I created that has the superpowers for ADHD and resiliency is one of them. And when they, I can get them right back into their resiliency pretty quick, but I've got to have a place for them to land. And so mm -hmm. when I created the place to land, then I could show up as me. <laughs> mm -hmm. And that's their responsibility if they're going to land there or not land there. And I'm aware of that. So in this new iteration of your business and practice, <laughs> where are you at now? With Last. This? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I have a feeling it's not, but okay. <laughs> I have some other ideas for you, but we'll talk about that later. I, I know. I've got, I've got some. <laughs> but I think, how would you describe your business now to somebody? <sighs> okay. I'm in love with my business. I'm going to say that first. Because hmm. I can't say that I was. I was in love with it. I was in like with it. I was in love with it. And then when it became my career, <laughs> my money maker, mm -hmm. went through the little bit of the burnout and the fear, got out of my way, you know, continually go to my resource center to get what I need. And now I feel like I'm in flow with it again because I'm just showing up as me. And when you show up as yourself, you can't go wrong, mm -hmm. but I'm full I've got to create some passive income because I'm not interested in creating a group practice because mm -hmm. there's only one of me and I'm full. And so now it's, and I'm making a lot of money. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I think my ex would have a heart attack <laughs> if he knew. Well, you <laughs> change, I, change the story of it being a hobby for sure. Yeah, I know. And bless him again, you know, neurotypical, 
neurology, ADHD neurology, you know, we're kind of a little engine that can. And so I did. And so I'm making more money this year. I was on government subsidized um, insurance last year mm-hmm. when I first started this journey because of my income and my accountant's like, get your ass off that insurance today. <laughs> mm-hmm. And I'm like, Oh, I gotta pay my own insurance. He's like, you're fine. You got this or she, and, uh, it's right. I paid my first couple months ago and I was like, I'm a big girl. I can pay that amount of money for insurance, mm-hmm. you know, $800 a month for insurance. Mm-hmm. I'm like, mm-hmm. I know, but, you I, know think, but I think that that's a big, I, because I know there's a lot of single people out there or newly divorced people or, yeah. and what, or people that just go through their business didn't have to be something, you know, it could be that I hobby that or whatever. I, for sure. And for sure. they still, you still invested in bootcamp because you wanted to learn some things, but I the did. pressure wasn't there like it was when life happened. And and I, I think, put money into my business more so than I ever have. And I've yeah. made it back. And that was something that I didn't do. I didn't put the money in my business. I tell people, if you're going to do one thing, do boot camp, mm-hmm. Because I think boot camp covers everything. Mm-hmm. It covers your fear. It covers your, should I take insurance or not? And I'm not saying you shouldn't or you should. I'm just saying you get to make a choice based yes. on the information that's there. Don't make yeah. it because someone scares the shit out of you that you should. Or don't make it because you think that you don't have to. You'll know, be mm-hmm. confident in your decision, but all the information's there. Mm-hmm. So it's like, but I did definitely put money into my business and I got, I've gotten all the money out of my business. I've had a return on my interest for sure. Mm-hmm. Or my investment interest. I'm still learning. See, it's still okay. learning. <laughs> at least I know what that is. Yes. I think. <laughs> yeah. I don't think I even knew what that was before. I'm like, Oh, I want to do this. And I'm like, now I know what I want to do and I know what I'm spending and I have a budget. And I'm watching my money, but I'm not watching my money in fear. No. I'm watching my money in joy that it's, you know, it just, people may not want to hear this, but it just seems easier, which is ironic because I just went through a divorce of 29 years. Just, I call it adulting. I had to learn how to adult. Literally, I bought a house. I didn't know how to do that. I didn't know how to do any of this. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but you can. And now that I need to do something, I can. So maybe if your business is that thing that's on the side burner, you know, what would it look like if it wasn't? What would it look like if it was your priority? Mm-hmm. Even if you have the privilege of letting Even it be on a side burner. Yeah. Like, I, think you're, I think there's something in there that you'd be so surprised that you'd find out about yourself. Mm-hmm. And your business would grow. I mean, I'm making, you know, I hit my 10,000 month and I haven't stopped hitting that 10,000 month. <laughs> so, yeah. And beyond. And, and I beyond. think... Yeah, and I think too. It's funny that, your simple practice ups, ups that for you because your uh-huh. simple practice stays kind of where your average is. <laughs> no, and but I'm like, oh, I didn't know those bars were there on the side. <laughs> <laughs> I, I just, this is why I'm so happy that you're sharing your story because I know that there are other people who are going through it right now. Or, for example, even just like with the pandemic, they didn't mm-hmm. plan on going virtual, all these mm-hmm. kinds of things. Mm-hmm. But here we are, virtual, a lot of us, and it's still working. I'm completely better. virtual. Yeah. And I, won't, I won't go back. I'm giving up my office in May. Yeah. And that's a common, that's a common <laughs> thing that's happening now. And so if you're listening and you feel like you're hitting a big transition and there's all these, or you need a transition and you're resisting it, <laughs> you're afraid, uh-huh. <laughs> you're afraid of, of how will I pay for insurance? How will I do all that? Well, 
I just listened to Krista. It, <laughs> it is a possibility. It is. And it it, is. it's normal to be afraid. But when mm -hmm. you have support and when you have tools and resources, resources, mm -hmm. then you're able to really take steps towards getting a handle on that. When you have resources, you find you're very resourceful. <laughs> there you go. I remember paying for our own insurance as a family mm -hmm. after my spouse lost his job. And mm -hmm. I was like, oh, this, you know, we keep the, <laughs> the, it doesn't make sense to stay somewhere just to cover insurance. When you look at the cost of insurance and what it would take to replace that in your business, it does not make sense. But for some reason, there's this like fear of, of not having medical coverage, which some people really, it's a legit fear, you know, for me, like with chronic illness and things like that, mm -hmm. but it is possible and it's doable and it all fits into that business plan to support that life, no matter your circumstance or what's yes. to come in your life. Yep. And some people I think hold and stay where they are out of that fear, but you had the gift of, of this rupture <laughs> I think like awakening. Was, yeah, <laughs> awakening, beautiful. It, that moved you into something different. So, it so did, for, and I didn't know where I was going and I did trust that there was a leap of faith there, mm -hmm. but I knew the way I'd been doing it. My gut was telling me that I could do more in life. I had, a, I tell people I had a great life or I had a good life. I tell people, but I didn't have a great life. Mm -hmm. And now I have a great life. Hmm. I love it. <laughs> so for anyone who's thinking about boot camp, particularly if they have ADHD and they know that, <laughs> whoa, that's a big program, what do you want to them to know? Okay. I want to tell you to Rome wasn't built in a day. So this is my advice for ADHDers that are going to do boot camp. Number one, do it. Number two, don't feel like you have to finish it the first time. Go into it do the first exercise, that one, getting to know yourself. Make sure you do the first. Get yourself started in it. But then pace yourself and kind of go along and see what it is you want to dive into. Don't get that FOMO because other people are neurotypical and they're eating it every day, getting it, generating stuff every day. Doesn't mean that you're behind. It doesn't mean that you're not doing it right. See what's there and then dive in and make a plan for yourself each time. What am I going to look at here? What am I going to look at here? What am I going to look at here? Get what you need out of it. And then just know you have it when you need it. That's kind of how I did it. I did it that way. And I joined, I think I was in your second cohort. Which I oh, think is interesting. wow. It's the spring. It was the spring session of your second. Mm -hmm. You did it in the fall and then it was the spring. Mm -hmm. And so I've been a part of it ever since. And I still go back and, you know, there's still stuff that I want to go in there and do. I'm not even done with boot camp. <laughs> I still got more. I got to, you know, that I know I'm going to go, like social media and things like that. Mm -hmm. Passive income. I'm at a place now where, what do I do now? You know, mm -hmm. I don't want a group practice. My practice is full, you know, so there's, I'm looking forward to going there and digging into that. Cause I know that's all in there too. It is a one-stop shop. So if you're going to buy one thing and spend one chunk of, you know, your budget or whatever, you will definitely get a return on your investment. I said it right. Didn't I? ROI. There you go. <laughs> if people want to learn more about your work and what you're doing with ADHD, where can they find you? They can find me at, it's suitable solutions therapy.com or you can just google adhd krista kilbane You'll anything come up like that it. i'll come up yeah I've got a great your seo is on point <laughs> my seo is on point girl i get people from all over the place calling me 
So I'm the ADHD whisperer officially. And all the therapists are finding me for some reason. Therapists are coming out of the woodwork and like, I have ADHD because I, I don't think they take it seriously. You know, we don't have something feels like we don't have major depression. We don't have a personality disorder. ADHD is something serious that you can feel better and you can get out of that hole. That's for yeah. sure. Yeah. I so love the work seriously. Thank you. Well, thank you for sharing. Thanks. Thank you for you. I'm going to commission you to paint a painting for my wall. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Let me make a few more months and then I can. <laughs> okay. Sounds good. <laughs> Sounds good. All right. Well, for those of you listening, check out Krista. For those of you who are in those places of transition, please be inspired by her story. And if you want to check out Bootcamp, bschoolbootcamp.com slash about is where you can get all the information. And uh, thanks for being here, Krista. Thank you. It was great to see you, as always. As I'd always. like to come see you. Don't come here. It's too hot. Okay. <laughs> Bye. Bye.